There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later. Hi everyone, Ben here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Jennifer Shepard, Melanie Atherton-Allen, Autumn Jarvis, Jonathan Bryan, Pedro Rosario Silva, Sarah Johnson. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash rustyquill and take a look at our rewards. episode 77 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me today I have... James Ross, Bryn Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, Ben Meredith, and who are you playing? Sir Bertrand McGuffigan, Hamid Salah Haroun Al-Tahan, Sasha Rackett, Grisot Trick Act Amsterdam. And on a scale of 1 to 10, how doomed are you? We're not that doomed, are we, Grizzop? Mildly. We're, we're at the top of some stairs which have collapsed with a bunch of zombies crawling out of the sewage waste below. Doom in the basement, moderate to good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a bit disappointed to find the bad guy wasn't in the shadow, the shadowy curtains drawn box with the creepy hand coming out of it. That was so a nar- sex hand and you know it. <laughs> narratively, I'm very disappointed, but I wouldn't describe myself as doomed as such. I, at most, I may contain scenes of mild peril. And by, by contain, I mean, like I've got the situation pretty firmly in hand. And with that in mind, as a brief update, you are all currently in an opera house. Mm-hmm. Uh, after shenanigans and getting split up and etc., there has been a very creepy voice that has been simultaneously speaking into every single person's ear simultaneously, saying... Simultaneously? Hello, Prague. Hello, I'm not Prague. engaging with that joke. I'm just, I'm just blasting past it. Um, but as it stands, we I have... I had fun and that's what matters. <laughs> Well, the good news is that the rest of the Wisdom Council are likely alerted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is that a mushroom cloud? Yeah, we should we should go look at that. Yeah, they did see. No, not, so not directly. If you can see the cloud, the other bit has already happened. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. So as it stands, we have Bertie and Hamid out in the corridor by the boxes with Bertie. Half naked, top half, not bottom, because he's wearing a, an undershirt under his armor. Just well, of course, of course. But I mean, he's, he's Normally naked. Normally, have some in all... very light padding because it's quite heavy and it isn't comfortable. He's naked in all padding. the meaningful ways, by which I mean you're not wearing any flash garb. How are people going to know you're important or special? I mean, he's not emotionally naked. Like he's still, <laughs> still quite, quite buttoned down. Yeah, in I was going to say quite a lot <laughs> yeah. in the way down there. Um, and yeah, Hamid having both exposed the count and then watched as the count and the countess ran off presumably to have a big fight. Meanwhile, that's, down yeah, in the basement... That's what they do. Down yeah. in the basement, you're getting <laughs> suspicious ripples from the water. You're a suspicious ripple. Yeah. So, we will pick up 
exactly where we left off, but with Hamid and Bertie first. You are in the corridor beside the boxes and have just heard the Hello Prague. Hello Prague. Uh, I'm going to go to the front of the box and open the curtains and check that everyone in the auditorium has heard the same thing we've heard. Okay. Bertie's going to gather up his armour and put it back on. Okay. Putting on your armour takes several minutes. Ages and ages, just to let you know. All right. Hamid, give me a perception check. Uh, 17. Also, give me a will save. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn. And yet you're doing it. 17. (laughs) So, you enter the auditorium into what is clearly an active magical effect. You you can feel something try and impress itself upon you, but you you shake it off. Is it a fear-based effect? Uh, Yeah. 19, then. Yeah, you're good. You're good. (laughs) Hamid, as you come to the balcony, you see that the auditorium is awash in a red glow. It appears to be entirely uplit, and all of the other lights have now gone out. It's not a very nice-looking scene. All of the people are still sat in their chairs, perfectly still, and staring at the stage. Upon the stage stands what you recognise to be Don Giovanni. In the centre of the stage, floating about half a foot above it, with all of the uh, black cloak and etc. slowly waving outwards in, an, in a wind that isn't there. Oh my god, it's Voldemort, guys. Gripping, <laughs> gripping what's clearly a massive tome, and everyone is sat perfectly still and just staring. How much, how much did I bet that it was going to happen on the stage, guys? You were like, no, poo-poo, basement, poo-poo, basement. You have managed to so far go unnoticed, Hamid. Meanwhile, jumping to the basement, the second that the voice started, that little kind of ripple that you saw, the much larger waves are coming closer, and you are definitely hearing sort of scraping wet footsteps. Oh, man, why did I stock up on fire stuff? There's always water. Well, you know... What's down there? What's the what's the heavy thing? Um, I don't have dark vision. I do, so I'm gonna have a look. Can I see anything? Can you sort of poke your head? Yeah. Give me a perception check. Uh, yes. Nineteen. Okay, so the water it's getting more and more turbulent. First one massive shambling foot, then another massive shambling foot enters your vision. And then as it moves further you see a massive shambling mess. Um, you give me a knowledge religion. Okay. Uh, that's an eight. An eight? Yeah. It's big, and it's definitely some kind of zombie. It's probably a big zombie. <laughs> like Super nailed you're not You're not necessarily <laughs> going on a huge limb there. It's a large one. I see you did there. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. But um, beyond that, yeah, it's also not alone. Okay, are there other big ones? It carries other zombies with it in its heart. There are a few smaller ones surrounding it, which are moving closer. Zombie friends! And then there is a second set of... And another large zombie-esque creature is also shambling closer. Oh, a couple of big zombies and a lot of little ones. I'm going to start firing arrows now. That sounds like a great idea. What with power cables? That's what we need while they're all in water. Damn it. So... Before I jump into initiative order with you guys, right. jumping back to the box, etc. Hamid, what are you doing next? Uh, I I have concocted a plan. Um, <laughs> I am going to find a way to distract this man whilst uh, I get Bertie down onto the s- stage behind him. Ah. Uh, so I'm going back out into the corridor to explain this to Bertie. Do so in character. Bertie, Bertie, he's on the stage. It's definitely Kafka. Um, I think that there should be a way down here into the wings and you might be able to lower yourself down. I'm going to go into the auditorium and try and distract him and you have to sneak up behind him. Maybe you should leave your armour off. Ah, stealth, my true forte. <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know. Yes. I'm a man of many hidden talents. I mean, no, no, hang on. No, no. I mean, like, I mean, just because the woman can do it and she's poor as well doesn't mean I can necessarily do it. I'm going to be terrible. <laughs> that would be truly awful at sneaking up on people. Um, okay, I'll sneak up on him. You go and distract him. All right, give me a minute. Just put my armour on. Um, well, let me help you. I'm going to jump back to initiative <laughs> order. Bear in mind that the way that initiative order works is one round is six seconds and it takes... 
minutes for Bertie to put his armor on. So we'll see. We'll see how this plans out. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, this is definitely not Zol. Uh, I rolled a 23. I got an 18. Oh, good grief. Right. We're going, it doesn't matter. We're going first. There's zombies. Yeah. Uh, one sec. On the bright side. Somebody knows all the magic mechanics. Out of them. Yeah, just to, you take the fun out of it. Look, okay. The fact that I rolled single figures for every single one is yet more evidence that even if you hadn't have known what was going on, the dice will just let the game play out how it yeah. should. It's all good. The dice know. All hail dice. Right, with that in mind, Grizzle, you're up. Yeah, so I activate my Divine Bond, uh, which, because I'm using a ranged weapon, means that every time I knock uh, the bow, the arrow catches fire with a holy light. Um, so it lights the arrow like a torch. It lasts five minutes, and um, all of my arrows have the flaming quality, so they have 1d6 damage. Excessive. Yeah. Very well. Um, you have at least two massive targets with three smaller ones, but obviously more are still coming in as you're Brilliant. There. So I'm going for massive target number one. Massive target uh, number one. Yep, I'm taking rapid shots, so I get to do two of those. Is it within 30 foot of me? What's your dark vision sight? 60 foot. I'm going to fast forward time by about a few rounds. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to use rapid shot. So I hit it on a... You assume you hit it. 20. <laughs> It is so much. <laughs> I'm glad we had this talk. <laughs> uh, right, another decent. It's almost like massive things are really easy to hit. Yeah, so that's uh, five fire damage. Five fire damage? No and weapon damage as well? No, that is, sorry. Yeah, okay. he was totaling. Ah, yeah. okay. Five damage, that has flaming components. And then my second shot hits on a... Uh, yes, it does. 17, yep. Yeah. Uh, five fire damage. Are they on fire so I could actually see them? So, can you describe how it's lit up? There's, there's enough flame for you to see, probably. So, yeah. as you fire the first arrow, it flies forward and there is a brief flash of light to Sasha's eyes without the dark vision and so on. It's more like a flash of lightning, you know, where you get a brief, this is the scene, and then it goes away. What you see is at least two more massive things behind the first one and two, and more, like, smaller zombies than you can realistically count at a glance. The first arrow... Slops in comic talk into the first big one. It does create a burst of fire and then does some damage and such, but nonetheless, it very much just went yeah. into it because it is a bloated, horrible mass. The second one lands exactly where the first one did, and there's a brief second flash of light as it clearly has come out the rear of the uh, creature. And I'm going to throw you a bone, has buried itself into another one which falls backwards into the water, which then starts to douse the flame. Sure. There's loads of them. That's what you can see. Oh, Sasha, you're up. Uh, all right. Um, so there's there's a lot here. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. Uh, I guess alchemist alchemist fire at the one that is that is it still on fire? It is not a flame. It has been hit by fire. So you're throwing in the dark. I'm, am I throwing in the dark towards a light? You're throwing it in the dark, but they're so densely packed that I'm not going to get you to roll any kind of um, concealment okay. for the simple reason that it's just. It's, it's basically, do you hit the big one or one of the others? It's reminding you of that time you had to literally throw daggers at a barn door. Ah, oh dear. Right, but, but a dead fleshy did, one. What, what, did look what out you need funny. to do is like find some sort of barrel of oil to pour <laughs> it into the water. Oh, absolutely. Right, Welcome to the next episode of Micro Siege. Yeah. Right, okay, yes, throw. Give me the attack roll. Uh... 19. That's a hit. And what's more is if you were aiming for the same one as Grizzop, you've managed to hit it. Hooray, yes, I was. Even in the dark. Yay. Um, it's really big. That helps. And then uh, I do three damage plus one splash. Okay, the one splash hits everything in the room. Okay. Broadly speaking, the creature looks basically fine. Oh Flames are licking over it, but it doesn't really seem to be burning. But again, it's quite soggy. So that might be what's going on. All of the creatures shamble closer. I'm going to jump back to uh, Hamid and Bertie as you are still putting his armor on. Uh, this the strap is that it goes the just in there. You've oh, got to loosen the buckle, then put it in. It's okay, a, okay. Think of a half Windsor. It's sort of oh, like that. Oh, of course. And back to the uh, action. <laughs> Grizzop, you're up. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's same again. So I'm just going to speed this up. Uh, right, that is a hit on yep. a 21 and a hit on a 15. Yep. Unless you are getting a single figure as your finished modified attack, you're going to be hitting. Sure. 
and I deal a total of um, 15, 18, 20 damage. 20, there we go. Now, now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. The creature, you know, flames are definitely starting to catch upon it. Gives a sort of... And starts trying to run closer. However, by virtue of it just being this massive mess... It, it just actually is more or less keeping the same speed. It's just looking more agitated. It's just, it's just like, it's, it's already wading, so it yeah. can't really move. Yeah, faster. it's it's it, it's at its max speed already. Well, Sasha. Might be a lot of them, but looks like a slow. Uh, all right, uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go find some some oil, something something that will light light them up like. Yeah, uh, right. Okay. Right. Yeah, I'll hold them off. Okay. So what are you doing? Uh, heading off to try and find something flammable. Okay, give me a search check. What do I add to that? Uh, Perception. Perception. Oh, so 14. That that was 3.5, Alex speaking. Yeah. 14. Yeah. Eventually, you do manage to find a few more things that are, like, flammable, like you find a a little canister of um, gas for the lights and another similar item, but you're going to be honest, like, you might be able to retrofit them into making a slightly more powerful alchemist fire, but you haven't found anything of enough scale to really have an effect. Well, I assume that that took my turn. Uh, absolutely. In fact, that's going to have taken more than a bit. I'm just going to have to skip time ahead sure. here. Okay. Jumping back to Hammond and Bertie, you have finished putting Bertie's armour back on. Oh, With good. a clink, the helmet goes on. Clunk, click, there we are. And that that clip there. <laughs> Rabbit round okay, the house okay, yeah. back uh, down the I'm, street. I'm going to go through this door. I, I think it think it leads into the, the upper level of the wings. Uh, you you get into the auditorium and, and stop him from doing his ritual. Uh, provide a distraction. Hmm? Yeah. Yes. Very well. Hmm. Sir Bertrand McGuffingham off into the breach. And by breach, he means theatre. But he draws his sword and moves into the box. Into the box? Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go to... Uh, I'm, I'm basing this on the theatres I've been in, but there should be like basically a locked door that leads onto the side beside the stage Mm -hmm. now I can't open a locked door but I do have an infinitely castable acid splash (laughs) I'm just going to point at the lock and keep casting if it's anything like the other theatre doors here it just won't be locked but that wasn't Hamid's idea was it (laughs) after it was Ben's splash 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 okay Bertie you step into the box you see a similar scene to what Hamid saw also give me a will save Bertie's modifier on this is zero. Uh, eight. Eight. Plus one versus fear. Oh, plus one versus fear if it's fear. Nine. Nine. Ooh. Yeah. Goodness me. I mean, you failed less badly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's, let's not pretend that that was a question of skill. Carry on. <laughs> so, as you step in towards the auditorium and you see the scene before you, you still go unnoticed by, um, presumably, Kafka upon the stage. However, as you step in, you feel a creeping dread sort of come over you. The closest familiarity you have with this is, you remember that dread you were having of all of the fallen houses? Well, all of those fallen houses were MacGuffingans, and all of them (sighs) fell because of you specifically. And your dad is still around to be really annoyed about it. Father! So, effectively, how this is manifesting as, for now at least, you are feeling frozen in place by fear and it's a new one for you I don't think it's ever actually come up in this no. in this campaign before so it is a new experience for Bertie it's just a you have gone to pieces like it's all you can do not to drop your sword currently and give me a perception check <laughs> uh, <laughs> total of two <laughs> you close your eyes in fear okay <laughs> <laughs> I, ironically I can see more <laughs> okay I'm going to jump time ahead a bit sure Sasha, you return with what you did manage to find to the doorway. Meanwhile, in this time, unless you say otherwise, Grizzop has been slowing yeah, yeah. him down with arrows. Nonetheless, eventually you did manage to topple the first one because you had enough time. They were moving so slow through the water. But there's at least another two of the big giant guys oh and loads of the smaller ones. The first big giant one has reached the um, where the stairway used to be and he's clawing up. It can't climb at all. Sure. The second one has also just reached it and is proceeding to climb and is doing better than the first one by virtue of it has a nice big mound (laughs) to get a leg up. And the smaller ones are all starting to swarm over the bigger ones. There is no coordination here. There's no plan. They're 
just war of attritioning it. Sasha, you rock up and of just seeing, like it's still dark unless you're carrying your light with you and so on. What do you got? Uh, just this, th- weirdly, they don't keep that much, that many barrels of like enormous flammable oils here. Oh, have you got anything? Uh, just a couple of canisters. Oh, uh, I, uh, throw them! Throw them! I'll shoot okay. them. Throws throws one of the canisters of gas on the thing, and then I want to. Ba- it's basically dropping alchemist fire on them rather than throwing, isn't it? If they're coming right up beneath us. You're gonna have to do an uh, an attack roll in order to see if you like flub it, okay. but anything short of that, you're fine. Well, yeah, you're good. You're good. Well. Okay, and then... To, to clarify, she rolled an 11. It wasn't a 1, 2, or maybe a 3. Do, do, the, do the Jaws thing. Throw it in its mouth and then shoot it. That yeah. was my idea. You do, <laughs> however, have to have an excellent one-liner or you will be taking a penalty. So, you know, be aware. Okay, I'll, I'll start thinking. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, better be good for this flame war. Hey! Light them up with no. dazzling wit. <laughs> ah! It's getting harder now. <laughs> <laughs> Stop shutting down options! <laughs> right, so we're just you, gassing you around. Throw your throw your dice for damage. Uh, four plus one splash. Four plus one splash. Okay. And now I only have three of those things. Okay. Should I have? Grizzop, you're up. Sure. Okay. Uh, yes, I'm going to uh, fire an arrow. Say, I've got to go, but it's been a gas. There you go, and then hey. fire. Hey. So I'll make. We don't need to go though. I mean, it's not good enough for a, for a bonus. <laughs> I don't. Sorry, quite grizzled. Could you just explain? <laughs> I, I'm not always very quick on the uptake with these things. So Can't talk. Fire just... arrows. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, one of them was a critical failure. Uh, the other <laughs> one was, however, a twenty-three. A twenty-three. So, the first arrow you fire. You line up the shot, and it's a perfect dead shot. You say your line, you fire. At that exact moment, one of the smaller zombies' heads comes straight into your field of view, having finally clambered up the rest, takes it right between the eyes, and falls backwards. Draw the second one, fire. That one does hit. It explodes. Dealing your normal damage, plus because, yeah, why not? It was lodged in its mushy, mushy head. A further 2d6 damage. Uh, cool. Uh, so that is Ooh. 10, Ooh, 12, bad roll. 14. 14. So what I'm looking at there with those dice is two are good, two are bad, and you roll two damage, two dice for your weapon damage and so on, right? Yeah. So your your weapon damage, fantastic. It buries straight into the head. gives a big roar. The liquid that you hit, bang, hits, and proceeds to just gush out, and it doesn't actually really catch the bonus damage is from your shot being really good. It turns out that that oil was seriously old, rotten, dusty, and no good for anything. Sorry, mate. I never was a chemist, no worries. And I think we'll take a very doom-laden break and be back in a couple of minutes. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And welcome back. So with that in mind, Hamid. Splash, 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 splash. The door finally... Swings open. Okay, I uh, sneak into the wings. I look out into the auditorium and see that Bertie is doing nothing. Before you get to the wings, you see that everyone else 
is frozen in place. All of the performers are frozen in place, all of the stage hands, and you can see, give me a perception check. Uh, 13. 13. As everyone within eyesight is frozen in place, um, it appears that all of them are clearly under the effect of something that you are not currently. And the person, again, presumably Kafka. Cal- it's Kafka. It's Kafka. Let's just skip the mystery. Oh, spoilers! It's Kafka. Oh, God, the massive glowing... Ah, There's so many options. <laughs> so I Kafka it has the book open, could have been has his Dungeon eyes shut, has his hand Bob upon the page, and he's mumbling could to have himself. Been in disguise. There's a lot of power sloshing around in here. I am going to quietly take out my crossbow, load it, and aim very carefully. Not aiming for Kafka, I'm aiming for the book. Okay, give me a stealth check. 15? No, 17. You crawl into the auditorium, you know, you sneak out into the wings, the the upper level of the wings, and you know, you get your crossbow right, you get the bolt, and you go. Jams. Jams again. Hamid swears very quietly. <laughs> it then misfires. It doesn't fire the bolt, but there's a really loud <laughs> as it sort of resets itself, only half cocked and so on. Um, and swears slightly more loudly. <laughs> Kafka stops, turns looking directly at you with what are clearly glowing eyes. And everyone hears this. Oh, hello, hello. Cut to Bertie. Mm-hmm. Give me a will save. Uh, fear. Oh, if it's versus fear, then 16. 16? You manage to shake off the effect. However, it's possibly the most effort that Bertie's ever done. <laughs> there was something wrong in me and about me that I needed to change because my reaction wasn't right. This hasn't happened before. It doesn't seem right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, basically, you've managed it's to over... It's just a bit of gas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel all unsettled inside. Those, those prawns. Bloody foreign food. Yeah. <laughs> what you've managed to do is it's over... It's not emotional growth. <laughs> it's off soup. <laughs> Wonky soup, not feelings. <laughs> Nonetheless, you have managed to, to free yourself from it. You are very much aware that the effect that was having an effect on you is still sloshing around, but you've sort of risen above it and then mm. recognised it as something that's imposing upon you because you don't do fear mm-hmm. you are uh, now stood upon the balcony overseeing and you are still unnoticed like wow okay yeah you're good you're good <laughs> okay um Bertie sees that he is unnoticed presumably you are both aware that you are unnoticed and aware that he is presumably staring directly at where Hamid is he's completely oblivious to you if anything that's offensive yes uh, in fact you know what's happened you know Hamid's original plan? Yeah. It's going that. flawlessly. <laughs> Good thinking, Hamid. <laughs> what a stroke of genius. Bertie He's thinks. completely distracted. Yes. Bertie uh, takes a step off the edge of the balcony. Okay, wicked. And yeah. activates his boots of flying. Yes. <laughs> okay, Yay. give me an acrobatics roll. You can't fail this. This is just to determine to how stylish you look. Okay. Uh, there's an actual skill called fly. Oh, this is for the launch. Okay, not, sure. We are not at the flight yet. Three. If <laughs> <laughs> it's an acrobatics thing, that's minus seven. <laughs> so so, minus four. so you are still flying. You haven't, you haven't flogged yeah. it. Anything, but what's happened is you basically you, you've stepped off and gone, ha ooh, okay. And there's a lot of give in that. And you kind of drop about five, yeah. ten feet before rewriting. You're like, oh, left a bit. But his foot clips the, a safety rail and ends up doing a slow somersault. <laughs> it's like the very first time Iron Man launches. Yeah, in, in yeah Iron that's Man. exactly what we're going yeah. for. But you do manage to write yourself and you're you're ready to go so back to Sasha and Grizzop you are still in initiative order I'm getting a bit mushy with time here just yeah, you know to keep things going so Grizzop uh, so where are these uh, zombies they're still like right up in our they are now the two large ones are basically on top of one another at this point and all the smaller ones are scrambling up to the point where they are now starting to just come through the doorway however you could just close your eyes and fire because it's a wall full of Sure, um, but instead of that, I am uh, going to um, mutter a prayer to Artemis and channel positive energy. 
that would also using, yeah, two of my lay on hand uses. I'm channeling 2d6 uh, positive energy at people. They mm -hmm. have a save, it's 16 if they want to resist this. Okay. So everyone is taking nine positive energy. So okay, one sec. Ooh, I, I heal get, a hit point. Yay, I get healed. I was on 21. Give so. it a second, Sasha. What? Oh. And what was the DC to resist it? 16. I'm not that undead. <laughs> Only a little bit. Minorly dead. Moderate corpse. That's <laughs> <laughs> undead most corpse there. Yeah. And how much damage did you do? Uh, nine. So... I got good news, bad news, and worse news. Yay? The good news is... No, I want the worst news first. Ah, okay. The worst news is Sasha... What? No, I... Hey, Give I'm... me the save. No, I'm not that dead. I'm only very mildly dead. I'm, like, six dead. What? That's six... It's, it's a will save. Will save. Will save, so ten. Ten. You feel currently nauseated. You have been channel positive energy Yay. before, and it didn't hurt. It hasn't healed you, and no. you feel a bit sickened. Is she taking the condition sickened? Yeah. You are currently taking the condition nauseated. Oh. What does that like mean? Minus two on everything. Uh, nauseated means that she can only do one action. Oh, that one. Around until the nausea passes, basically. The bad news is, both of the big guys resisted also gross. The okay news is that all of the smaller ones that were within range of it just got basically destroyed by it and fell down into the water. Okay. So you've managed to buy yourself a good chunk of time because yeah. the big ones are just, the height is too much and they can't climb. At range of 30 foot. Yeah, so like, yeah. It, it washed over the big guys, they managed to shrug it off basically but all of the smaller ones have been obliterated that Ooh. were within range of it but there are still more comments. partial victory that's yeah. the best kind that, that was great and I feel great too <laughs> that totally, <laughs> totally healed me yeah Sasha you're up you can only do one action so you can either move or you can attack but you can't do drop a bomb on their heads do you have any bombs well, left an alchemist okay. bomb I've got three left Yeah. alchemist I've, fire alchemist fire sorry yeah. yep um, that is 20. It's a hit. It's a grand hit. On right and the... It shatters right on its head. Yay! And that does just... Two plus one splash. There is a distinct... And splatters of it light up. You do now manage to catch its head sort of aflame, enough for you to actually see the scene again, so it's not just darkness down there. Oh, that looks awful. Jumping but back. I feel fine about it. <laughs> really fine. Jumping back to Hamid. Give me a will save. Uh, versus fear? Yes. 18. So, all of that energy that's been sloshing around is suddenly redirected to you, Hamid, and it is just coming straight for you. You are aware that potentially something that's city-wide is now being aimed at you, and you manage to shrug it off. Most likely it's maybe not ready or something. Give me a knowledge arcana. Oh, not very much. Uh, 18. 18? Alright. You know what I said, my, but... My modifier's better than I thought, <laughs> right? Just... You know what I said, but no more. You're no expert in this, but you're very aware that he's messing around with the ritual on the fly in order to bear down on you, but you do manage to shrug it off. He's visibly surprised by this. Bertie, give me a perception check. Why do I even bother? <laughs> Six. Six. All the people are in the auditorium stirred just a little bit. Presumably, they're really impressed with you. <laughs> <laughs> Hamid, you're still up. However, I am now going to get you to roll initiative as well as Bertie, and we're all in initiative order at that point. So are we considered synced up? Yes. Oh! Right, natural Yay. 20. Both of us have a natural 20. <laughs> Whoa! Both of us have natural 20. On the 20s. most useless one ever. Yeah! Okay, right, so so Bertie's at 20, and Hamid's at 20. Uh, no, we both have bonuses on this. Yeah. Uh, you get a bonus of 2, and I have a bonus of 3. So 23 and 22. So Hamid goes first, goodness me. However, I'm fairly certain that no matter how many modifiers he's got, Kafka ain't going to be... That's an 8. Yeah. It wasn't great. He's not a quick character at the best of times. Kafka and the zombies. You are in initiative order. However, he is going to say something to you, so basically keep your responses short. It's just... 
And who are you? Is all he says. It is now your turn, Hamid. I grab a rope. Yes! That's attached to a sandbag. Yes! And step off the ledge. Yes! Making an acrobatics roll to land appropriately. Give me an acrobatics roll and a perform roll. These are two separate things. I don't have a perform roll. Give me an acrobatics roll. Uh, 15. You succeed in the manoeuvre. Charisma bonus. Yeah. 22 on the perform roll. <laughs> so you, su- a natural. you succeed in the manoeuvre and you can give me a witty one-liner as you land that everyone in the room will hear because the acoustics are amazing. I'm the person that's here to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not witty, but it, go but with it. it. Yeah, go with it's, it. it's all good. It's all good. Not you get the Sorry impression about dropping if- in on you like this. Oh. Oh. Lydia, you should just be our writer for this. Yeah. Like, but not Sasha. Course. Lydia, yeah, Sasha, no. <laughs> Bertie, you're up. Okay, so where is Bertie exactly in relation to the stage at this point? You are hovering <laughs> in front of the balcony of which you stepped off. Wobbling yeah. like a drum castron. You are on, if you were sat in the audience, the left-hand side of boxes. Yeah. And you are maybe 60 feet in a sort of straight line, which obviously does elevation and stuff, mm-hmm. between you and Kafka. He has still not noticed you. And you are hovering over an auditorium of people who are all just fixed in their seats. They shuffled a little bit, but yeah. they're basically still still. So how far how far off the ground is Bertie at this point? Good, like 50 feet. It's, it's at this point, about 10 feet down from the box that he's just stepped out of. But Bertie remembers in this stealthy manoeuvre that he has an invisibility potion. Yes! Yes, he does. It's been a while. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Bertie is going to, as he gently wafts, wafts down, come to a very stealthy realization about his inventory. And as, <laughs> as he gently does a somersault, he's going to glove the invisibility <laughs> potion. That's fine. You uh, you have taken the invisibility potion, and I'm presuming you're approaching Kafka. Just that's uh, what yeah. I want fan art. <laughs> what an invisible Bertie! Bertie, here. Bertie doing a, like an upside down somersault with his legs everywhere, and he's trying to trying wings. to drink from the bottle while his little yeah. wings are going crazy as the, the invisibility begins to descend. It's, I, an, it's an in-flight invisibility potion, so it's a very small bottle, <laughs> <laughs> outrageously expensive. So we're going to see whether the tiny sound of from the wings. He does not roll anywhere near high enough. You are, for the first time in your life, silent death. You are stealthy. I am the night. <laughs> silent night. <laughs> oh, I will yes. give another roll if you're not careful. Right. So, Kafka, facing Hamid, obviously completely oblivious to uh, the silent death winging its way on coral wings. His face starts to shift a bit. He looks angry, and then he looks apoplectic, and then the frown is getting, like, down towards where his nose is. The grin on his face is getting, like, there's weird warping of features. He mutters something to himself very, very quietly that gets louder and louder and louder, till eventually he just chucks an arm out towards Hamid. Hamid, give me a will save. 14? 14. Uh, wait, versus fear? No. Ah. So, where before you thought you'd felt him rearrange that ritual to hit you, now you actually feel it hit you, and it basically feels like, for a moment you're like, yeah, I can reach, oh god, and it just obliterates your mind, effectively. So, I'll give you a quick knowledge arcana, as it's happening, to see if you can recognise what it is. 29? So... It appears that what Kafka has done is cast an incredibly brutal, feeble mind upon you. It has reduced your intelligence and charisma to one. Instantly. Barely alive. You You can only be healed magically. Magic healing will will fix it up, but as it stands, your charisma and your intelligence has just been obliterated. So what happens is, effectively, he turns to you. There's a moment of, I think I've... Oh no! And he, it's, you just get completely overwhelmed. Like it, it literally, it is effectively just crushes your mind. Wrong time to enter RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't collapse or anything, but you are just stood there 
swaying slightly. And yeah, at, at one, like given that ten is your average person, you're no, I know what it means. in a bad way. Yeah, uh, Hammond drops to all fours. Grizzop, you're up. Uh, right. I think it's uh, firing an arrow into each of this uh, giant zombie's eyes. Okay. That's nice and near me. So. Um, I will let you, I mean, I'm playing loose and fast here, I'll let you do a sort of called shot to hit the eyes, sure. but it will be more difficult to do so. I will take minuses. That's My fine. My attack bonus is currently plus 10, so lay it on me. Your attack bonus is plus 10? Yeah. For the big guy? Yeah. You can see in the dark? Yeah. Roll. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Both you hit both eyes. Team. Yeah, cool. <laughs> For future reference, the only way you could miss them with that kind of a modifier, given that you can see, is by rolling a one. Sweet, I love it. Uh, so the left eye takes uh, 11 points of fire damage. Yep. The right eye takes 11 points oh! of fire damage. Oh! So, I mean, it's blind, but I think it might also be dead. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It takes the condition fire. blinded. It takes the condition dead. <laughs> One is more useful. <laughs> it is not dead. Oh, yeah. However, well, what do you mean? <laughs> yay? Well, now it did something. <laughs> sticks coming out of its skull. <laughs> However, they have gone through. Of its skull they have gone through the, the feathered. Um, what's it called? Fletch. Fletch. Uh, yes, the feathered fletching of the arrows are now poking out from the eye sockets with the bolt, not the bolts, the um, heads of the arrows now poking out the back of its head. Ooh, an extra weapon. And it stumbles, <laughs> it stumbles backwards. It's the one that's higher up. Yeah. It falls backwards, crushing a bunch of the smaller ones beneath it. Yeah. As it's, st- and it's trying to stand and it's going, and it's just brushing around. It was a very effective manoeuvre. Good. Sasha, you're up. Uh, okay. I feel great, by the way. <laughs> um, that was really great healing. Oh, there, you're welcome. Um, gonna... Throw an alchemist fire down there. Uh, I suppose the one that is standing up still. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, of course, I can barely see. After this, you will not be nauseated. This is your last round nauseated. Uh, eight, seven. So, yeah, like you're 15. fine. You're still fine. Yep. So I hit it. I only do one. Oh, six plus one splash. Ooh, that's good. That is going to be stacking up on those mini zombies, isn't it? One hopes. The zombies, momentarily in disarray because basically a huge hill zombie has managed to fall and then and mess around with them. They're all basically just kind of clawing until the big guy that you made blind can get itself back into the action because the distance between the doorway and even the top of the, the sort of giant zombies far too large still. Me falling through those stairs was the best tactical move that we've made so far. <laughs> oh, this is really good. Like, this could have gone a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> Hamid, you're up. Now, bear in mind, of course, that you, you, your intelligence and charisma are at one, so your personality's kind of gone, gone. by the wayside a bit. But perception-wise and physically, Hamid has not actually changed that much. You, like, like physically, in every other way, Hamid is absolutely fine. He's not been physically damaged, he's not been hurt, he's not fallen off anything. Hamid's just... hands change into claws. Mm-hmm. The bracelets that he always wears slips off, mm-hmm. and his clothing mm-hmm. essentially disintegrates. Okay. Leaving not a pair of purple shorts behind, but some quite stylish underwear. <laughs> <laughs> um, Are they purple? Do they stretch? No. They're, they're <sighs> a tasteful green. Oh, of course. He looks horrifying. Yeah. Like, um, this is where we're actually going to get the fat off. Like, <laughs> as his claws has changed, you can see the sort of the claw-like pattern start to spread across his body just very minorly. And a couple of old scars that he's had have sort of shown up as ridges. Yeah, yeah. And his feet have started to change as well. Mm. And his shoes have fallen off as well. It's actually quite unusual for a halfling to wear shoes, but sure. it's not time to dress that. Going to the theatre. Um, <laughs> and he no, no shirt, scrabbles no shoes, no <laughs> on all fours uh-huh. and leaps mouth first at the book in Kafka's hand. Yeah, all right. Uh, I'm going to be making a disarm check. Go for it. So it's a combat manoeuvre. These are all the things I don't know exist. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically always, a blind is also a combat manoeuvre. You, you could but. always say, I want to do this thing, and then I'll translate That's to not how it works, is it? 17. Ooh. 17? Mm. Uh, combat manoeuvre defence is a flat thing. Rabid baby point. dragon here. And he shouldn't. it shouldn't be very high, because he's not really a combat character. That's another good point. So that was literally as close as it could possibly be. (laughs) 
um, because this is quite a brutal boss, and I'm tired of you all defeating them instantly, so I've uh, brought the noise Sorry. a bit. Yeah, <laughs> this this creature that used to be Hamid plows into the sort momentarily... yeah claws and teeth first. It sort of somehow manages to drag the book out of Kafka's hand. It momentarily, like, in the surprise of Kafka having gone, I'm pretty certain I've just done ego death on you, and then you turn into something in launch out. Yeah, he's surprised. You manage to basically grab and knock the book completely out of um, his hands. However, you also land a bit awkwardly, but you manage to scrabble back to your feet. Oh, Bertie, give me a perception check. <laughs> Thirty-two. A massive dog has attacked Kafka at just the right moment. <laughs> Talk about ego death. Brutal. <laughs> Bertie, you're up. Uh, um, Hamid. Oh, yep. Is turning to flee. He doesn't have anything else to do. Yeah, yeah But yeah. it's clearly that he's now. He's not picking up the book. He doesn't sure, have the intelligence sure, sure. to know that. He doesn't. No, anything except no, no, no. he now wants to run away. We'll say that that was the last vestiges of any kind yeah. of wisdom. It's because that's how he was pointed, yeah, yeah. basically. And, it, you know, his perception was still focused on the book. So there's now there's now a rampaging Hamid to deal with. We'll, we'll get to that. Okay, Bertie. Yeah, some huge creature, you're pretty certain it's a dog, has left, managed to knock a big old book from that guy's hand. You are now... Brutal was always so intelligent. I was about to say, given that Bertie ended up with a two there, can... Bertie persists with the idea that he is in fact I will allow it it's fine right, cool. give me if you want you can now get to Kafka in this turn but you will need to make another stealth check in order to do so and another He's fly check got an invisibility you get a plus 20 you get a plus a massive amount is it plus 20? Okay. it's plus, basically plus 20 while moving yeah can, can okay so can Bertie get to a position where he can attack Kafka this turn yes turn. yes okay. absolutely but you would need to give me both of those rolls or you could just Forget the stealth and just go straight for a charge. Uh, I mean, it's the, the flying bit that's going to be the challenge. Yes, really, it is. The, uh... <laughs> and there's no way around that. Yeah. Do you have a potion of fly better? Um, you don't. It's not a thing. I mean, I've got I've got two bottles of cheap brandy, so I've got a potion. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a potion of think you can fly better. <laughs> there's still time. Uh, there's still time. Okay. Uh, that this... would have been incredibly useful for these freaking fire zombies. Alcohol, yes. Yeah. Uh, Bertie also got a tangle foot bag, which would be quite handy. I. <laughs> I mean, I was nauseated. I can't be expected to make decisions in that. Anyway, so what are you doing, Bertie? Bertie's going to go for a flying stealth attack. Flying He's stealth attack. Swoop majestically like Christmas on the breeze. Okay, so first... This is exactly what you want your tank to be doing in a standard role-playing party. For anyone who's looking for advice, <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely do this. Just, so just give go me it the, alone. Give That's me the, the stealth the check first. Stealth check. Uh, that is oh, <laughs> oh, oh critical fail that's the one that you had a 20 <laughs> bonus, bonus you had a bonus of 20 all you had to do was not roll one, one. <laughs> okay give me another roll for the flight oh that's uh, that's 17 that is minus 7 because he's flying in armour hey um, I've got 10. 10 10 is enough I got good news you for landed you. where you wanted so I'm going to leave this up to you you managed to get to Kafka and get the attack off. However, at the very last second, he knows that you're there. What gives you away? Uh, uh, but yeah, Bertie does it by going, Hello, young man. <laughs> Couldn't resist, could he? No. Couldn't resist. No. In, in fairness... Not used to being stealthy. It's just too much pressure. I had to say something. <laughs> Otherwise, how would he know that I'm about to sneakily stab him in the spine? Give me an attack roll. You lose the bonuses you would have got for being unseen, but you still are getting an attack in. Um... Is plus uh, twenty. Uh, uh, twenty-two. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> roll the damage. I'm not going to calculate that. Just okay. roll the damage. Um, this is a boss-based entirely on you not getting near enough to do anything. Uh, that is eleven damage. Oh, oh. So, as you plow forward, announce yourself foolishly and attack. The invisibility immediately dissipates as you attack. But you oh, here get, I am! <laughs> but you do get a really excellent slash across Kafka's chest. It throws him backwards and knocks him down to his knees. He turns that disfigured face upon you and just goes, Oh, you're next. And I'm going to end the episode there. <gasps> is he mechanically, mechanically, is he still next to... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're all fine down here in the basement. We Absolutely. feel great. Fine. Totally really healthy. <laughs> 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 I'm sure 
sure everything's fine. I'm sure everything's yeah. gonna go fine. Right? It's cool. Right. We've got a new mascot. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill. Or email us at mail at RustyQuill.com. Thanks for listening. kind of ripple that you saw has turned into definite movement and definite churning of the water further away and the waves are getting much larger much much larger hey, much larger waves all around hey, <laughs> party in everyone, the basement everyone take a drink <laughs> from this puddle with dead people in <laughs> delicious I'm going to activate uh, my uh, paladin weapon ah smite evil I'm guessing nope Oh, goodness I, have me. A, I have a different thing. A different for, thing for, that I was the, looking up. For the benefit of the tape, Ben on announcing that he's going to bring out his paladin weapon just reached under the table. <laughs> brought as a if he massive was weapon. Behold. bringing out the paladin weapon. Go. The player handbook. Yes. <laughs> it's it heavy. Clunk a zombie over the head with that. It's a book, mate. I hate to break it to you. I mean, I realise that like knowledge his, in his some ways is our most weapon, powerful weapon. His but... true weapon is the holy text. Right. The pen is All mighty... the rules that we live by are in that, that book. book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the pen is mighty the sword and the PHB is mightier than the pen. What's the PHB? Player's handbook. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun! and enjoy the episode.